Welcome back to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast presented by Sib Sports. This is your host, John Ashkar. And today with me, I have my co-host, Jack Vandermotter. Welcome to the show, Jack. What it do? Glad to be here. So today we have a pre-draft special. For those of you that know, the draft is this upcoming Thursday. We are currently recording on Saturday. And the Browns have a lot on their plate. They have the number 10 pick, and they have a big decision to make. So you want to start it off, Jack? Yeah, I'm very excited for this draft. I've been doing a lot of research on who the Browns should take, paying attention to all the rumors. So first, I mean, let's just begin with the obvious. Um, if you're the Browns, if you're GM, Andrew Barry, who are you taking at 10? You know, what are, what are your options? So my ideal draft plan for the Browns is to go grab that franchise left tackle, if we can, obviously. You don't know if he's going to be a franchise player. But I think the Browns have to go get that. They have to address that. That was a huge weakness of ours last year. Baker didn't have any protection. What's up? What's up? I would agree with that, for sure. So my ideal draft plan for the Browns is for them to go grab that franchise left tackle. And obviously you might not get a franchise left tackle, but I think that's our biggest position of need. It is. The Browns struggled with their offensive line last year. There was a bunch of pressure on Baker. Not the best blocking for Nick Chubb, even though he ran for over 1,400 yards. The Browns really need to go fix that offensive line, and drafting a left tackle here is the way to go, in my opinion. So I completely agree, um, although I think the Browns are in an interesting position in that they have different options. You know, I think their roster is complete enough that they can go different ways and still have success. For example, if you don't go the route of offensive tackle, you can sign a guy like Jason Peters or trade for a guy like Trent Williams, draft potentially a Isaiah Simmons if he's there or whoever, or trade back and, and draft a different position. Um, or even if you want to get flashy, you could go it, draft a wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. So I completely agree. Um, but I do agree with left tackle. Um, I think it's the biggest need with Stefanski coming in um, and Baker coming off that bad year i think the number one thing is we got to help baker succeed and andrew Berry's already done that by bringing in austin hooper and jack conklin but i think they're going to continue to look for ways to improve make it easier on baker um and not to mention stefanski loves the run heavy scheme and the browns were t- bottom 10 in uh run grade last year per pff um as far as offensive line ranks goes so i think bringing in a guy like andrew thomas um out of georgia would be a huge upgrade from what they have now for sure and andrew thomas is my number one guy i think he's yours too we'll talk a little more about that later but it also it also brings up the question you really really need that offensive tackle but what if a guy like isaiah simmons is available there what are you doing then jack so for me that's an easy question um for some people it's not quite as easy but when a guy, when a talent like Isaiah Simmons, if he it was there at 10, which I don't expect him to be, I don't think you expect him to be either, but if he's there, I don't think you have a choice but to take him. Linebacker is such a big need for the Browns as well. I, th- I think it's fair to say the Browns might have the worst linebacker court in the league right now. I wouldn't say necessarily worst. I would say the most... Or, or inex- close to the bottom. Close, that way. but I would, I, a better way to put it, I would say is the most inexperienced linebacker core. Inexperienced, yeah, and we're pretty thin too, but... um. I do like some of the pieces we have. Mac Wilson, BJ Goodson, and Taki Taki are solid players. I'm not discounting that, but um, but ultimately, if Simmons was there, I would take him in a heartbeat. That's an instant smash to me. I think he's a can't miss prospect. Yeah, and the thing is with Simmons, he can go play safety too, and that's another place that the Browns really lack depth and pieces for the future. 
And furthermore, with what you were saying about the linebackers, B.J. Goodson wasn't a starter the whole year last year with the Packers. Mac Wilson was only a rookie, and he was very good. And Sione Takitaki barely played. Most of his snaps came on special teams, I'm pretty sure of. So inexperience is the big issue there. And even though Simmons would be a rookie, he would definitely make an immediate impact. So whether we're taking an offensive tackle at 10 or a linebacker, how is that affecting us in the second round at pick 41, Jack? So let's say we take Andrew Thomas with the 10th overall pick. What are you doing then? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty it's pretty straightforward for the Browns. We need to, I think, without a doubt, address linebacker and address offensive line in this draft. Um, so I think more than – so if we, if we go – Andrew Thomas, I think you go linebacker, and vice versa. If we go linebacker, I think you go offensive line um, with 41. I wouldn't be opposed to the Browns potentially moving up from 41 because I think at that point it's very possible that some of the top linebackers are gone. Um, You might be looking at a guy like Willie Gay Jr. at 41 if he was there, but ultimately if you have a guy that you love, most of the top two linebackers are going towards that first round. Yeah, you could, you, al- you could also trade back into the end of the first round, too, if you wanted to go right. grab uh, one of the better safeties in the draft, like Xavier McKinney, for example, if he did drop. I don't think he will. Or someone like Grant Delpit. So Grant the, Delpit, the Bra- Antoine Winfield might rise in drafts, too. He might be going early second. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so the Browns, if they don't have that ideal linebacker left, they could also grab a safety. But I definitely think linebacker is of the biggest need because Carl Joseph is a good player and Anderson Deho will play most of the games. So I think you really, really have to address linebacker in the second round. And there's other guys you can get too if you go to 41, and we'll talk more about them later, but like Malik Harrison or uh, even like an Akeem Davis-Gavier. So Jack, what are your four biggest needs for the Browns? So my four biggest needs um, are pretty straightforward, but number one is left tackle. Number two is linebacker, three safety, four wide receiver. Left tackle we just discussed, linebacker we discussed, safety. You have Carl Joseph, you have Sandejo, but beyond that it's pretty thin, not to mention Carl Joseph has had injury concerns throughout his career. Um, So it would be nice to get another piece there. And then my four, I chose wide receiver because – you know, and I'll, you just take a look at the Browns wide receiver corps. It looks pretty good, right? You got Odell, you got Jarvis. And, but what you really don't realize is beyond that, the Browns are very thin. They have just about nobody. That brings yeah, up Higgins the question the of agent. Higgins will be back too. Right, right. So if, if he's not back, you really have nobody. And then this wide receiver class is so deep, so loaded, that I feel like there's going to be potential first-round talent in the second round, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, throughout the whole draft. Or even in the third. I feel like the third round's more realistic place for the Browns to grab a wide receiver if they want to. So my real quick, my biggest four needs. Jack and I have the same three for the first three. So left tackle at one, linebacker at two, safety at three, and right guard at four. I put right guard at four because I just really, really think that the Browns need to address this offensive line. The more stable it is, the better someone like Baker can play, the more comfortable he'll be, the more confident he'll be. And it'll just also make everyone's life easier. It'll give the wide receivers more time to go run their routes because Baker will have more time. It'll give Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt more time and more blocking, better blocking, to go run. So I think the better you can upgrade this line, the better the team will be. The Browns can 
definitely addressed that in the first and second round. But there's also been thoughts about trading down. What do you think about that, Jack? Yeah, there's been a lot of rumors of coming out of the Browns camp that they've been exploring trading down. I just think there's so much interest in the wide receivers in this draft that a lot of teams that are wide receiver needy are looking to trade up. Um, but I, I personally would entertain the idea. I think if Andrew Thomas is there at 10, you just pull the trigger and secure up that position for the future. But um, if a guy like Andrew Thomas is off the board, or if, if the guys the Browns like are off the board, um, I would have no problem trading down. You could pick up a guy like Josh Jones out of Houston. I know the Browns have shown interest in Ezra Cleveland out of Boise State. So there's options for the Browns if they trade down. There's been a lot of also reports that the Broncos, the Browns and the Broncos have been in trade talks. So I could see the Browns potentially moving down to 15. What about you? Yeah, I definitely think if guys like Becton and Thomas and Wirfs and Wills are off the board, then I don't see a problem with trading down, especially if Simmons has gone there too. But if Thomas is there, right. like if you have that hit prospect there, I don't think there's any reason for the Browns to trade down. Like, yes, you get more capital, but you're also getting that really stable player that we that we think is stable. So I wouldn't trade down. But if those guys are gone and you're getting a first round value in return, whether it's this year or next year or a different year, I think yeah, you can pull the trigger on it and then go get someone like Josh Jones. If you're getting first round value in return why not take that extra pick if everyone's gone that you like i just don't think the browns should if those guys are on the board like you said right so i agree with that but i just want to quickly touch on a couple rumors that have been swirling so recently jamal adams has had some of jamal adams safety for the new york jets by the way he's had some trade talks around him um the jets have not offered an extension to him and it's very possible he's a name to watch on draft day the Browns, I mean, that would obviously be a huge piece for the Browns. What, what would you be willing to give up to get a guy like Jamal Adams? Jamal Adams is the type of player that's going to kind of demand a first-round value in return. He was, he was a first-team All-Pro last year. He's so young, and he's just so good. He's definitely a team leader. He's been that for the Jets. But I don't know how much the Browns should give up to him. I wouldn't be willing to give up a ton to get Jamal Adams just because he's going into that part of his career where, yeah, he's an all-pro, but he's going to be very, very costly. He's going to be looking for a contract around $15 million a year. And with contracts, with Baker's contract and Garrett's contract, Chubb's contract, Ward's contracts coming up, I don't think that's something the Browns could really afford. So as much as I would like a player like Jamal Adams, I don't really think it's realistic for the Browns right now. I mean, yeah, I, it kind of depends on the price that you're getting him for. You make a good point about the cap, although I will say the Browns have the most cap space. I know those big contracts are coming up, and it's going to definitely eat just about— Eat up all of our room. But, but when you have an opportunity to get a guy like Jamal Adams, who's just a generational guy, it's hard to turn that down. Mm-hmm. But, and you also just got to think about—you can't—you got to think about the trade, like the picks that you're giving up and the money that you're giving up. So if you're giving up a first-rounder and paying him $15 million a year for four to five years, that's like a lot on the table. That's a lot you're giving up for a player like Jamal Adams. And obviously, he's he's worth it, but I don't know how much I would. If, If you're giving up a second and a third, and you're paying him maybe for three years, then yeah, I would do it. Yeah, match that, for sure. All right, so do you want to move on to our prospects for the draft? Yeah, so we're going to kind of get into some rankings here, beginning with offensive linemen. So we're going to talk about a couple 
tackle prospects right now. We're going to mention the big four and a couple other names um, around that the top tier of prospects, beginning with Andrew Thomas. So do you want to break down Andrew Thomas? Yeah, so Andrew Thomas, is like we said, is our favorite prospect. He is a 6'5", 315-pound left tackle out of the University of Georgia. He was a three-year starter all three of his years because he was a true junior, and he was an All-American on the left side. I think Andrew Thomas is the best player for the Browns' draft. I would kind of be upset if we somehow passed on him, and I think he's just the safest pick that the Browns could have. He protected Jake Fromm in a really good offense at Georgia, and I think he's just a great prospect for the Browns. I would completely agree. Andrew Thomas, he's just, he's, he's like you said, he's the safest. He, he has been consistent every single year. He's been, at, he's been going against the top, the best of the best in the SEC. And I just think he's played left, left tackle his whole career. I think he'd fit, the transition would be pretty, somewhat easy as far as transitions go. And I think he'd fit perfectly with the Browns. So I agree. I think he's, he's my number one. So Jack, do you All want right. to talk about our next prospect? Yeah, so next we have Makai Becton, who's definitely one of the most controversial controversial offensive tackle prospects in this draft. Um, his ceiling is probably the highest of any tackle. Um, he's 6'7", 364 pounds out of Louisville. He's also predominantly a left tackle throughout his college years. He's a junior. He's unpolished. He physically is the most dominant tackle in this draft which is the reason for his high ceiling. You know, if he gets his footwork and hands and technique where it needs to be, he can be the best tackle out of this draft class. But with that said, um, there are some concerns about his work ethic and his just what his – he's a little riskier is what I'm trying to say than most. Yeah, I definitely agree. I would say he also has the highest ceiling in this draft out of all the offensive linemen. He is a mammoth. No, no. He is a mammoth coming in at 6'7", 364 pounds. But the thing is, he's he's unpolished, and I feel like he could be a good prospect for the Browns, just in the fact that they do have Bill Callahan, who is this quote unquote offensive line guru. He's our offensive line this coach coach this year. We brought him in. He was the Redskins offensive coordinator last year. So I really think that if we did bring in Beckton, it would be a good pairing with Callahan. But I don't know if it would be smooth sailing from day one with him. I don't think he's that type of player that you can plug in like Thomas. But I definitely do think that he is a franchise left tackle that will be available in the future. Next, you want to talk about Jedrick Wills? Yeah, so Jedrick Wills is also a very athletic right tackle coming out of Alabama. And I said right tackle. Yes, he did play right tackle at Alabama. And the Browns aren't looking for a right tackle. But they're definitely he's definitely someone that the Browns think can switch over to left tackle. He's on the smaller side at 6'4", 312, but he's a strong guy, and he played most of his time at Bama. He was just a junior last year. And you got to remember, he was the right tackle for Tua, who was a southpaw there. So essentially, he was playing the blind side for Tua, which would kind of translate over to him playing left tackle. But obviously, the footing and the handwork is different on the left side. But even Nick Saban talked to the Browns reporters and said he's so athletic that he could make that type of transition. So I think Wills would be a good addition, but he's definitely not my number one player that I want the Browns to go get. So I I agree with everything you said. I actually like him a little more than you do. He's my second offensive line prospect. Um, I think, like you said, he's at Alabama. He lit up the combine, had an amazing combine. 
and he's just he's dominant enough. He played in a for a good enough team at Alabama to to you know he he's handled the highest level yeah, of competition versus competition, great competition. So I I think he's capable of making that transition, and additionally, he graded as the highest run blocker out of this draft out of this offensive tackle class, um, which the Browns could mind, use, which the Browns would obviously love, right? So. Wills is a good, great prospect. Do you want to talk about another one of the big ones, Jack? Tristan Wirfs? Yeah, Tristan Wirfs is a guy that a good amount of people have as the number one prospect. And he is coming out of Iowa. He's 6'5", 320. Uh, he played right tackle at Iowa predominantly. He played a few snaps at, le- a few snaps at left tackle, but um, right tackle was his main position. He, like Wills, is a junior. And he's also a guy who had a really good combine, super athletic, Super strong. I think he had the highest bench press reps out of anybody at the combine. And Tristan, so he's a guy that I don't love for the Browns just because a lot of professionals project him to be a guard at the next level. Um, he's a little bit undersized, but he, I just think with his strength, I think he's more than capable of playing tackle. But it just kind of it depends for the team. I think the Cardinals would be a much better fit for Tristan Worse than the Browns. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so Tristan Wirfs is another athletic freak. I don't know why, but a lot of these offensive linemen coming out this year are just so athletic. He ran a 4.85 at 320 pounds, which is absolutely insane for a guy that big. He measures in at about 6.5. He could be like 6.4. He is undersized for the position, and that doesn't scare me. What scares me is a lot of these analysts are, like you said, projecting him to be an interior lineman as a guard, and I really want the Browns to go get that sure tackle and not that guy that goes in and plays guard so that that scares me kind of like the austin corbett he's not he's way better than austin corbett i'm not comparing i'm just saying like the position wise thing and that's what scares me about him but he is super strong and he is super athletic and i could see him playing left tackle right next guy on this list is josh jones you want to break josh jones down out of houston yeah, so Josh Jones is a left tackle from Houston. He played all five years. He was a redshirt senior, but played all five years at Houston. He is 6'5", 319, and he's more of a middle-of-the-first-round talent. He's a very good talent, but he's not going to be one of the guys that the Browns would draft a 10. But if they did hypothetically trade down, he's someone that they could really target around 15 to the 20 range. Yeah, I think he'd be a perfect target for a trade-down candidate. And I would be more than happy with Josh Jones. I, I watched his tape yesterday. He's a very, very dominant left tackle, and he his tape is great. So even though he, he is regarded as the fifth offensive tackle in this class, I think he's a, could end up being one of the top guys. He's a good first-round pick and someone that you could build around in the future. Yeah, very solid. So talking about another player that the Browns could potentially take in the middle or end of the first round if we did trade down is Ezra Cleveland. Jack, do you want to talk on him a little bit? Yeah, so Ezra Cleveland, there's a lot of uh, rumors around the Browns that the Browns have interest in Ezra Cleveland. They've shown interest. Um, he's a 6'6", 311-pound left tackle from from Boise State. Uh, he's a redshirt junior, and he is kind of – he's going late first, early second is kind of his projection. He's got a wide range of places I think he could go in the draft, but, I mean – I, I would. He's definitely my sixth prospect. I wouldn't be super happy if the Browns came in to next season with Ezra Cleveland as their starting left tackle, um, unless they made up for it with a guy like Isaiah Simmons. But 
Yeah, Ezra is, he definitely has the potential. It's all there. He's 6'6", 311, massive frame. He played four years at Boise State. He was a redshirt junior. I, I, I wouldn't be really happy with him, to be honest with you. I think he's a good player, but he's definitely not like the plug-in player that we could use. So if you do draft someone like Ezra, I think you do have to go out and sign someone like Jason Peters. But there's also the question, like, he didn't really play top-notch talent out there in Boise State. And Boise State players are traditionally good in the NFL, but he's just not someone that I really want the Browns to draft. If they do, I'm not going to be happy, but I'm also not going to be, like, disappointed. But I definitely think the Browns should go look elsewhere. I would agree. Last guy on our offensive tackle list is Austin Jackson out of USC. Yeah, so Austin Jackson is actually a prospect that I really, really like. He was a junior left tackle at USC. He played right tackle his freshman year and then played uh, left tackle his second two years. So he played all three years. He's 6'5", 322, so he's a pretty big guy. And he's projected to go in the second round. I think I think he's very good, like very valuable for someone to go in the second round. And someone that obviously is not going to play the first year, but someone that could play in the future. So I definitely think if the Browns did go with someone like Isaiah Simmons in the first round, that Jackson should be our number one kind of person that we're looking at in the second round. So we're going to transition now to offensive guard. I know you right guard is a need for the Browns as well. So yeah, what so, are the, kind of the top prospects you're looking at for guard? So one of the top prospects I'm looking at is Jonah Jackson from Ohio State. And he is just a very, very good player. Super aggressive. He's 6'4", 305. And he would go and fill that need at right guard for the Browns. He could play immediately, but it's going to take some work. He is he dominated the Senior Bowl. Uh, he was a redshirt senior at Ohio State, so he transferred over from Rutgers, and he's pretty much a plug-and-play, and he transitioned very well. And he's a mid to late second-round pick. If they do draft him, he could go. If they do draft him earlier, he could go in the beginning of the second round. But I think he's one of the bigger steals of the draft, to be honest with you. He's a great player, great work ethic, and I think that the Browns could be a great matchup with him in the second round. I would agree with that. I think, you know, it is weird. He only played one year at Ohio State, but he lit it up, and he's shown that he can be a quality pass protector. My one my one issue with Jonah Jackson is his running, his run blocking isn't quite as good as his pass blocking, he's definitely more of a pass-first type of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would fit well in zone-heavy schemes, but I, I agree. I think he's definitely a sleeper. Could be one of the steals of this draft, and I think it would be a great fit for the Browns. Yeah, and one last thing. If he's if he drops into the third round, I don't see any reason why the Browns could pass over him. Right. I would agree with that 100%. So, Jack, do you want to talk about our next guard prospect? Yeah, so our next guard prospect is Natane Moody. Um, he's a 6'3", 315-pound guard out of Fresno State. He's a redshirt junior. And Natane Moody, uh, he has all the tools that you know you need to be to be an elite guard. He's super strong. And I just think that, again, like Jonah Jackson, he's kind of a guy that's going a little bit later but could be a really good player um, for many years. And I think he'd be a really good fit for the Browns. Yeah, I mean, the Browns definitely need someone in that right guard spot and Moody would be a great guy to plug in there. So let's talk more about safeties now, Jack. The Browns will most likely grab a safety in the second if we go with the offensive tackle in the first. So someone like Xavier McKinney, who's our number one safety, 
probably won't be available for the Browns unless they do somehow get an extra pick or trade up. He was a third-team All-American at Bama, and he's the best safety in this draft. So let's talk about more realistic options, Jack. So when I began doing some draft research towards the around the end of college football season, um, Grant Delpit was kind of projected to go that, to that early to mid-first mid round range. Um, he's since fallen a little bit, some concerns about his tackling, and just kind stability. Of He's had some injuries too, yeah. right? But he was great. He had a great career at LSU. Um, I think if he would have went to the draft last year, he would have been a super high pick. Um, so I think he kind of hurt his stock. But he's he's a guy that he's probably not going to be there at forty one for the Browns. But he would be a good candidate to maybe potentially trade up for into the back of the first or the early second if he was there. Um, and I think it'd be a decent fit for the Browns, other than the fact that he needs to definitely work on his tackling, which is been an issue over the last couple of years for the Browns. Yeah, for sure. He's someone that the Browns could target at 41 and possibly even move up for if they really want him. But the thing is, like you said, he's not great at tackling, and that's definitely something that the Browns really, really have to address because they've had so many missed tackles. I think another really good prospect that the Browns could target or maybe even move up a little bit for in the second is Antoine Winfield Jr. from Minnesota. His dad played in the NFL. He was a unanimous All-American in Minnesota. I just think he would be a really, really good add for the Browns. He's a solid safety, good at tackling, and I think that's someone the Browns could target in the second round if they draft the offensive tackle in the first. I agree. Winfield is just an athletic freak. Um, I know some people have him... Aside from Xavier McKinney, some people have him ranked over Grant Delpit. Um, he lit up the combine, 4 4 five, 40. He had a pretty good vertical and broad jump. And that's, I mean, that was on display at Minnesota. He was an athletic freak, always making some crazy play. And I think it'd be a good fit. Again, another one of those guys who's probably going to go around the second round. Could be there at 41. So, Jack, do you want to talk about our next prospect, too? Yeah, so Jeremy Chin out of Southern Illinois. Um, he's 6'3, 221. And he's a guy that a lot of people like as a sleeper. The Browns have shown some interest in him. He's an FCS consensus All-American. The, the competition he faced at Southern Illinois is a little bit of a concern. You know, how easily is he going to be able to transition into the NFL? But with his size at 6'3", 221, I think, I think he has definitely the physical tools to make that transition. Yeah, he's definitely someone that, if he does translate over well, could guard those bigger wide receivers. And he's very, very athletic and someone that the Browns have shown a lot of interest in. The thing is, he did play at Southern Illinois, which is an FCS school. So you're not playing the greatest talent. So that's definitely a concern with him. There's also someone from a smaller school that the Browns could bring in, and that's Kyle Duggar from uh, Lenore Rhine. He was actually the D2 player of the year. But the thing with him, too, he is smaller in frame, and he was playing at an even lower division. So that brings up even more questions. He has very, very good tape, but when you're playing against D2 players, the concerns do come up. So I will I will mention with Kyle Duggar, um, you're completely right about the, the competition. He didn't face co- good competition, but he was kind of a late bloomer. He was five foot six as a freshman in high school, but grew to six one by his senior year. So he didn't really receive the same amount of, you know, he didn't receive any Division one offers. But his tape was crazy, and he, I definitely think he's a guy that could transition into the NFL. He's a later, he's a later round prospect, but definitely someone to watch. Um, and one person I want to mention that we kind of skipped over um, is Ashton Davis out of California. You want to kind of talk about him a little bit? Yeah, so Ashton Davis, who really looks like Tate Martell, 
was originally a walk-on at uh, the University <laughs> of California. He worked his way up to be one of the best safeties in the Pac-12. He was a second-team All-Pac-12 uh, last year, which is really good. He is a decently athletic player, but really hasn't graded out super well with the combine and all of the other stuff, and has kind of been dropping on the boards. He's definitely someone that the Browns could target, but I see him more of like as a third-round prospect for the Browns. I definitely think he would be a good addition, though, and not someone you play this year, but it's kind of good because the Browns do have Joseph Ansendejo, so he wouldn't have to make a huge immediate impact but he's definitely more of a developmental prospect. All right, so Jack, do you want to move on to the linebackers? Yeah, so linebackers, this is definitely one of my favorite positional groups in this draft and one of the biggest Browns' biggest needs. I think it's no surprise that we have Isaiah Simmons, number one, out of Clemson. We're not going to talk about him too long because, I mean, everyone you know, is familiar with this, the fact that this guy is a freak. He has ins- he, crazy speed. I think he ran a 4.39, which at <laughs> as safety is ridiculous. Um, he he played safety, he played cornerback, he played linebacker, he even played off the edge. He played just about every position at Clemson. Um, he's a do-it-all type of guy, and I have no worries about him transitioning at the next level. Our next prospect is Patrick Queen from LSU. Right. He is a really fast linebacker. He also didn't play immediately at LSU. An injury kind of opened up the position for him, and then he just basically balled out. So he's more of a late bloomer, too. But he's definitely someone that the Browns could maybe trade up for. He'll go late in the second round if that's what they're looking for to trade up for a linebacker. I don't think they will. But I think I think he'll honestly be out of the Browns' reach. But he's another solid player that they could really go get. Yeah, I completely agree. He's going to probably go around this early 20 range. But he ran a 4-5, which was 97th percentile in his 40-yard dash. Um, he's got the speed. He's got the physicality. He's 230. And so I just think he had a great, some great tape at LSU. Played against top tier players, so I have no. I, I would love to have Patrick Queen on the Browns, but again, might be out of uh, their price range. You want to talk on our next prospect too? Yeah. So our next prospect is Willie Gay Jr. Some guys have him a little bit lower. I like him a lot. I think he'd be a great fit for the Browns. So Willie Gay Jr. is six one two forty three. He's a bigger guy. Uh, he played at Mississippi State. And I just think with Willie Gay Jr., he's probably a guy that's going to go late second, early third. But, I mean, I, he four four six forty. that's ridiculous, 99th percentile. 39.5 vertical jump, 11.04 broad jump. Those are all 99th percentiles. He lit up the combine. And I think this dude could be a serious sleeper at the next level. I would love to see Willie Gay Jr. in a Browns uniform. So kind of a common theme with the guys that we're talking about. He's just an absolute athletic freak. We've said it a million. Right. We've said it a million times already. But this guy really, really is. He's someone the Browns could bring in, and he could make an immediate impact, especially with how the with the the lack of experience that the Browns do have at linebacker. And our next right. pros, our next prospect here is Zach Bond from Wisconsin. He was their best linebacker this past year. I think he's another really good prospect that the Browns could get at 21. He, he's more realistic option out of all of these guys. He is solid. He's very good against the run, which would really help the Browns because our linebackers have, in the past, really haven't been good against the run, especially like Schobert. So I definitely think Bond is another player that could come in and make an immediate impact and help the Browns with the run. 
Right. I think that physicality that he brings would be great. I think the Browns need a little bit more of that. I think their defense, they have some serious talent, but I think, like like I mentioned earlier, the tackling and the physicality has kind of been an issue. So bringing in a guy like Zach Bond, I think, would be a good fit. Another guy who's pretty big is Kenneth Murray. He's 6'2", 241 pounds out of Oklahoma. He he's Kenneth Murray's an interesting prospect. Um, physically, he's got all the tools, but I think he can work on his technique and instinct a little bit. And decision-making, um, too. Right, decision making, yeah, exactly. But he does have all the physical tools, like I said, four five two forty, uh, thirty eight vertical, and ten nine broad jump. Those are all upwards of the ninetieth percentile for linebackers. Again, another athletic freak, but definitely has some. He's not perfect. He has some things to work on. Probably will will go mid first round or late first round, like mid twenties. So might be out of the Browns' price range, but I wouldn't be if if I wouldn't be mad if the Browns found a way to get Murray on their team. I think he has got a lot of potential. Oh, I would love if the Browns got Kenneth Murray. I don't know, honestly, why we have him listed so low because I think he's a player that could go top 15. He's going to go in the middle of the first round. I personally love Kenneth Murray. Yeah, he can work on his decision-making, but he's got the physical tools to get it done. He was the spark plug of an Oklahoma defense that was absolutely awful. He had 28 tackles versus Navy two years ago. I don't even know who gets 28 tackles in a game. He's just a very good player. He has very good stats, and I think I think he's, he'll be out of the Browns' reach, but he's someone that I'd love to see as a Cleveland Brown. I would completely agree. So next on this list, we have Akeem Davis-Gather. You want to kind of give some stats about him? Yeah, so he's more of a under-the-radar prospect who the scouts actually really like. He's on the smaller side at 6'1", for a lot. 6-1 for a linebacker. So he's not someone that has the physical stature to be a good linebacker. Plus he came from Appalachian State, so he's not playing top-notch competition too. He's someone that I could really see the Browns taking in the third round if they go with his safety in the second round. But he's someone that's definitely athletic enough that I would be happy with the Browns to go grab. I think he's got—he's definitely got—he's he's a sleeper. Uh, I think he's got some good potential. And a guy that's definitely, like you said, in the Browns' price range. Yeah. Next guy on this list is Malik Harrison out of OSU. You want to kind of give some stats about him? Yeah, so Malik Harrison is someone that I love to see the Browns actually take. He's 6'3", 247, so he has the build. He was very, very good against the run for the Buckeyes. He ran a little bit of a slower 40 at a 466, but I don't think that matters. He was a leader for our defense and is someone that I'd love to go see the Browns draft, whether it's in the second or if he drops to the third. If he drops to the third, I think that's great value. If he, if we get him around 41, I think that's a decent way to get him. But I definitely think that there's nothing against him. I think there might be a couple little better linebackers that we could go grab at 41. I would agree. I think he Malik Harrison had a great year this past year at Ohio State, took a definite step up. But I think he still lacks a little bit at his pass protection and coverage. Mm-hmm. He's definitely more of a kind of blitzing linebacker, someone who's going to stop the run um, and, and put pressure on the quarterback, which is not a bad thing. I think the Browns could use that. But um, definitely he's, he's a little bit more one-dimensional than some of the other guys. Like you said, I think there might be a better fit for the Browns out there. Yeah. And our last prospect is actually Troy Dye out of Oregon. He was a four-year player at Oregon, which is really good. He's 6'3", 231. A lot of scouts have said that he's quite undersized for the position, but what he measured with the combine doesn't look undersized. 
He played all four years at Oregon, which is an upside with him. And he is good against the run. I really want the Browns to go grab a linebacker that's good against the run because that's what they've struggled with so much in the past. And I think Troy Dye could be another good fit if they could go get him in the third round. So that's someone that they could target and that I would be very happy with. So I, I completely agree. Real quick before we get on to the mock draft, which we both did a top 10 mock draft, I just want to kind of ask you, if what's your perfect situation between the offensive linemen safeties and linebackers one one for each round kind of a realistic possibility what would you like to see my my ideal situation for the browns to draft assuming that they stay at 10 and 41 yeah all right so my ideal situation is for the browns to stay at 10 and grab andrew thomas i think he's the best prospect as an offensive tackle i'd love to see him as a cleveland brown and then in the second round, I would really like to go see the Browns grab someone like Antoine Woodfield Jr., especially because Sendejo and Joseph are only on for one year. He's someone that could play a decent amount this year, but then transition into that starting role next year. What's your ideal situation, I Jack? I think for me, um, I would like to – I agree with everything you just said. I think Andrew Thomas at 10, I, I would 100% agree with that one. Um, for me, though, the second round, I'd like to see the Browns address linebacker over safety. So I think I'd be looking at a guy like Willie Gay Jr., Kenneth Murray, trading up for a guy like Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen, something like that. But again, assuming that we stay at 41, uh, Zach Bond or Willie Gay Jr., someone like that, I think would be my ideal prospect. Yeah, linebacker is definitely something that the Browns could really use this year. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went with that over safety. So we ha- have made... Some quick 10-pick mock drafts. Jack, do you want to start off with what you think will actually happen? All right, so we both kind of made two versions, what we think will actually happen and what should actually happen. So, yeah, so what I think will happen, pretty pretty chalk at the top. Bengals go Joe Burrow. Redskins go Chase Young. I think those are two guys you can't really can't miss. That's a pretty easy pick. Three, I think I have the Patriots trading up for Tua Tungovailoa. And so this one's kind of out of out of the blue, but there's been a lot of rumors that the Patriots have been very interested in Tua Tungovailoa. Additionally, if you look at Detroit, they have so many connections to Bill Belichick, whether it's to the coach, Matt Patricia, they've got some front office guys. Um, so there's a ton of connections there. I wouldn't, now it'd be, it'd be crazy. Uh, it'd be a big haul that New England would have to give up. But I, I think it's a possibility. Four, I have Giants taking Isaiah Simmons. Again, they've shown a lot of interest in him. Uh, five, Dolphins taking Justin Herbert. Um, he's the third quarterback off the board. Um, and I think the Dolphins, honestly, here would be happy with that because I think with all the concerns around Tua's health, they Herbert might be the guy they're looking at anyway. With, with the three quarterbacks off the board, I have the Chargers at six taking Jedrick Wills Jr. Um, I think offensive line is probably their biggest need besides quarterback. Seven, the Panthers taking Jeff Okuda. So Jeff Okuda, I definitely have later than most because of that Patriots trade. But um, I think the Panthers would be ecstatic to get him at seven. At eight, I have the Cards, Cardinals taking Tristan Wirfs uh, out of Iowa. And I think the Cardinals need the right tackle. They just got Hopkins, so wide receivers no longer an issue. Um, so I definitely see them taking an offensive tackle. The Jaguars take Derek Brown at nine, and the Broncos actually. I have the Browns trading out of the top ten with the Broncos moving down to fifteen. I have the Broncos taking Henry Ruggs the third at ten, 
which is surprising to a lot of people considering most people have Henry Ruggs as their third wide receiver prospect behind Lamb and Judy. But I would not be surprised if there's always some crazy thing that happens on draft day. I would not be surprised if Henry Ruggs was the first receiver off the board because he can more than get it done as well. And then at 15, I have the Browns taking Josh Jones out of Houston. So what do you think in your mock draft? What, what do you think will happen? Oh, let me start off by just saying mine's not nearly as extravagant as yours. So I have the Bengals taking Burroughs at one and the Redskins taking Chase Young at two. I think those two are basically a lock. Unless the Redskins somehow find a way to still get Chase Young while trading down, I think they could do that. At three, I have the Chargers taking Justin Herbert. Not my favorite pick. I don't like Justin Herbert that much. But he's definitely one of the safer quarterbacks in this draft. At four, I have the Giants going with Jedrick Wills, one of the most hit-on offensive tackles. I think he's one of the safer picks, and I think that's a great pick for the Giants. At five, I have the Dolphins taking Tua. I think they've just been in love with him throughout this whole process, and I could really just see them pulling the trigger on him. At six, I I see the Lions getting Jeff Okuda, even though they made that trade at three with the Chargers. So they get assets and they go get their man. Trading Darius Slay obviously doesn't help their secondary, so getting a generational player, yes, he's generational, like Jeff Okuda, would be huge for the Lions secondary. And then I go see the Panthers drafting Isaiah Simmons at 7. He's one of the best players in the draft, and with Luke Keekley retiring, I think this is a great addition for them. He can go be that centerpiece of their offense for the next however many years they want to keep him. At 8, I see the Cardinals taking Tristan Wirfs. I think this is just like a really, like, good pairing that everyone thinks will work out and that everyone kind of thinks will actually happen too. So I think worse will go to the Cardinals. At nine, I could see the Jags taking Jerry Judy. I think he would be a great pick for them, giving Gardner another year to develop and see where they're going with that and just giving Gardner a top-notch prospect to go throw to because Judy, his footwork, his routes, his speed are all elite. And then at 10, I have the Browns taking Andrew Thomas. I would love to see this happen. I don't know if it will happen, but I'm really hoping it will. So, Jack, in your opinion, just based off of your knowledge, saying you're kind of like the GM, what would you do if you're each team? So what what I think should happen, right? Um, th- this is very different from my what will happen. This is a much more logic-based approach, but I think, again, Bengals, Joe Burrow, Skins, Chase Young. I think the Bengals, you know, they're, they're going to get trade offers probably from Miami being the number one. Like, Miami can definitely give up the most, being that they have so many first-round picks. But I think what they should do is just sit sit tight, take your franchise quarterback, and lock it up. Again, same with the Skins. Chase Young, he's a can't-miss prospect. Just, just get him, and your defensive line will be great for the next 10 years. Three, I have the Chargers trading up trading up for Justin Herbert. I think the Chargers should make this trade. I think it would give them the guy they want. I think that definitely the Chargers have done more research on Herbert. There's been a lot of rumors that they like Herbert. So I think hopping the fins to get him would be a good move for them. At four, I have the Giants taking Jedrick Wills. I think the Giants should do this because he's such a good run blocker. I think it would give Saquon Barkley their best player. Um, just make it easier on him and allow him to kind of use his talent more. At five, I have the Dolphins taking Tua Tagovailoa. I think that would be a great fit for the Dolphins. They need quarterback. Six, I have the Lions taking Jeff Okuda. Like 
what you had in your what will happen. The Lions trade down, get some extra assets, still get Jeff Okuda. I think this is a popular move throughout mock drafts. Seven, the Panthers get Isaiah Simmons, which in my in my what will happen, they get Jeff Okuda at seven, and what should happen, they get Isaiah Simmons at seven. So I think they're sitting pretty right there. I think they'd be happy with either option. Um, but with, with Luke Heakley retiring, I think Simmons just is a perfect fit for the Panthers. At eight, I have the Cardinals taking Tristan Wirfs. Again, like you mentioned, just I think it's such a good fit. I just I can't see this not happening. The only way this doesn't happen, I think, is if the Giants or another team takes worse before the Cardinals at eight. Nine, I have the Jaguars trading out of this pick, and I think this should happen because the Jaguars need assets. They have so many holes on that team. They're doing a complete reset, and while it would be great to get a guy that's going to be a star at nine, like a C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy, I just think they have so many needs that they need. They could use all the extra picks they can get. And then 10, what should happen, I have the Browns taking Andrew Thomas, blocking up that left tackle position for years to come. So and it's interesting. And what will happen, I have Andrew Thomas, and what should happen for you, you have Andrew Thomas. So it just kind of shows that it's a little shaky with what the Browns – the Browns really don't know what's going to happen. So with my what should happen if well, I, I I hope the Browns know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't think us as Browns fans know what's going to happen, though. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So with my what should happen, I have Joe Burrows going one to the Bengals, Chase Young going to the Redskins at two, the Lions staying at three and getting their man with Jeff Okuda, the Giants taking the best offensive lineman in the draft with Andrew Thomas at four. I don't have any trades in this either. The Dolphins grabbing Tua. The Chargers getting Tristan Wirfs because they could really use an offensive lineman and Wirfs is athletic to play anywhere on that line for them. The Panthers getting Simmons just because he would be a great fit for that depleted linebacker core with them. Jedrick Wills going to the Cardinals. They could use an offensive lineman and he would be a great pickup for them. I have the Jaguars taking C.D. Lamb just because he is another great wide receiver and I actually have him as number one on my board. And the Browns going with Mekhi Becton. So they're getting their offensive linemen, but someone that they would have to develop a little bit more. I like that very much. That concludes our mock draft special. Yeah, thank um, you all for listening. If you made it this far, we appreciate the support and uh, hope you're back for episode 15 sometime soon. Thank you, Jack, so yeah, much for being on the show. We'll probably be doing we'll probably be doing another episode probably next week, kind of breaking down what happened in the NFL draft. Um, so I look forward to that. Yeah. Just make sure you go follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at the hottest underscore take pod. And we hope to see you guys soon. Thanks, Jack. Peace. And thanks to you guys if you made it this far listening to the Hottest Take Sports podcast. We are officially on iTunes and Spotify and all podcasting platforms now so you can find the show there. Today's intro beat was made by Big Bad Beats on YouTube. We will have a link in the description. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show. Also, make sure you rate the show and leave some feedback. Thanks again, y'all, and see you next time. BeatStars.com